I'm Christian. And I'm Brody. And this is Amplify, Amplify, a podcast that provides a launching pad for discussion about life on the mission field in the Americas. All right, we're here and we're so excited to have with us Amanda and D-Ray Davis. So you guys take a second, introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm D-Ray. I serve in Richmond. I work with uh, church mobilization. I lead a team of church mobilizers who travel the U.S. and help to serve, uh, just like our mission statement says, they serve Southern Baptist churches. And I'm Amanda, and I also serve in Richmond, and I serve as director of globalization, where we're trying to mobilize 500 global missionary partners to serve on IMB teams, and hopefully you'll hear a lot more about that while you're at FPO and as you continue on in your journey. Good to be with you guys. And you two are, are married, right? What? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are yes, married we're and, and we're newlyweds. Yeah, so we've only been married a year and 10 months and I got married at 54. So there's another story there that if you find me at FPO, come ask me because it's a good, it's a God story. Man. Well, again, we are so thankful that you guys are on the podcast today. Um, we always want to start off um, talking about hardships, just getting right into it. Um, and so I understand that both of you, while you are in Richmond now, you um, have had service on the field as missionaries uh, previously. And so uh, can you speak to a hardship during that time uh, when you served? Yeah, I'll mention two. Uh, one was on the field. Um, you'll be surprised to know that the IMB goes through changes. And uh, one time I was stuck right in the middle of one of those reorganizations and actually was stuck between fields, didn't know where I was going, and learned that, uh, that God is faithful even when we are kind of in limbo, so to speak. And I was able to watch his faithfulness to lead me through that. I've been with the IMB now 32 years, so it's been an incredible journey, lots of changes. The biggest uh, hardship, though, that I would mention, um, you've already alluded to it, we're newlyweds, and I lost a wife uh, just over five, uh, just almost five years ago, and to be able to walk that journey in what I would call the valley, and to see God's faithfulness through it, doesn't make it easy, doesn't change it, but God was faithful through that, that long journey. And for me, I served for about 10 years in the Americas. And I remember my first month on the field, I was appointed to Bolivia to work in, in La Paz, Bolivia with a, an indigenous group there. And I was fresh out of seminary, fresh out of FPO and was ready to go and share the gospel and save the world. And for my first month, I got altitude sickness. La Paz, Bolivia is about 13,500 feet above sea level. I wasn't prepared for the altitude. I wasn't prepared for how cold it was going to be. But God humbled me during that time. Instead of me being the one to go out and save the world, I was stuck, sick every day. My neighbors would have to bring me food, would have to go to the store for me. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't share the gospel. But what he taught me during that time is that it doesn't depend on me and what I know and my experience, but it's him. My dependence on him was the most important thing. And after that, I was able to see that, you know, I'm not the one doing anything. It's God in me doing everything. And so don't get discouraged, but also know that we have to be dependent on the Lord. We're not going to save the world. Only God can do that. And we just need to be humble 
and submissive to him and obedient and dependent on him. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I'm encouraged just hearing y'all talk about the Lord's faithfulness and the importance of the missionary to depend on the Lord. Because a lot of times we forget that early on. We forget that God's faithful and we forget that it's all about him. And so that's encouraging to, for me to hear. So with that being said, we want to talk about today's topic and today's discussion point. So we're going to be talking about mobilization and globalization. So with that being said, part of our role as missionaries and your role as well is to mobilize the church back home and abroad to go and serve in a cross-cultural context. So how have you guys seen that played out well? And what advice would you give to us in doing so? Yeah, first I'll give you some advice that I've learned over 32 years. Uh, first, humility goes a long way. It's really challenging at times and tempting, I would say, when we step into a new role as a missionary to begin to think we've arrived and we also tend to look down on those who are not doing what we're doing. And so humility, um, I think of Barnabas in Acts 11, when he went to Antioch and it says he saw the grace of God in Antioch and he was glad. My team that serves churches, uh, that's kind of the posture we take. When we see God's grace in a church, we don't we're not there to criticize or say they're not doing what they should be doing, but we go to just look and see the grace of God, and then we're glad, and we want to help build on that, but we go in with a posture of humility and partnership. And just one example, a church called Harps Crossing Baptist Church in Fayetteville, Georgia, uh, about 26, 27, 28 years ago was challenged, and I won't go into the whole story now, but they stepped up and said, well, we'll, well, we've been given the Great Commission. We'll do our part. And they began and they made a 25 to 50 year commitment to a people group in East Asia. And they're still involved. Now, here's the crazy wow. thing. They have outlasted over four IMB units among that people group. So in essence, they know more about the people group than we do. Uh, just quickly, giving went up uh, dramatically. Um, children who used to pray for the people group have actually lived among the people group now. They've sent numerous missionaries out of that church to go to live among that people group and others. And they've adopted that people group back in the Atlanta area. And so mobilization, we need to open our arms as missionaries and realize this wasn't given to us alone. But like Barnabas, go in, see the grace of God. We're glad and we open our arms to partnership. Yeah, and so as far as globalization is concerned, globalization is mobilizing not just the U.S. church, but really focusing on mobilizing the national partners that you're going to be working with. And so think about this. You've got a job description. You're going to, to engage an, an unengaged, unreached people group, and you're focused on sharing the gospel with the lost, and you should be, and that's where your excitement needs to be. But also, I'd like to challenge you to look up lift up your eyes and see what God is already doing there. You're probably not the first gospel witness there in over 2,000 years. And so look up and see who else God might be using to reach your people group and pour into them. Find a believer, invest in them, disciple them, because that believer can, first of all, go with you to reach your own people group in a more near culture setting so you're not the sore thumb sticking out. They could go with you. But secondly, 
God might be calling that person to be the next cross-cultural missionary to go beyond where you can go. And so always thinking, is the person that I'm sharing the gospel with, when they become a believer, how can I mobilize them from the beginning to look beyond their own people group? Yes, share the gospel with your friends, your family, the people in your own culture, but also be looking towards who else is there that I can go to share the gospel with. And so mobilizing um, back home, the churches, yes, tell them what God is doing, but also always be looking around you for who God might be using among your national partners, other expats there, um, and pour into them so that they can do what you're doing. And by that, you're multiplying yourself, not only as a gospel witness, but as a cross-cultural missionary and push them out mm. to the to the ends of the earth. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> great advice. I think that will go a long way um, as our listeners are and, and viewers are, are watching this and listening to this. Um, so the second question that we would like to uh, ask is, as missionaries on the field, a lot of times we get to our place of service and we get really focused on our ministry and everything being present here. Um, but our question is, why should globalization and mobilization be at the forefront of a missionary's mind? Well, first of all, we would have to be arrogant or ignorant to think that we could do it by ourselves. And so while it's there is a good side of being focused on what you're doing, but you shouldn't be focused on doing it alone. Mm -hmm. And so finding um, having a strategy that goes beyond your own ability is important. So if you just look at what can you do there, it's going to greatly limit the uh, opportunities that you can actually have by saying, no, what does this people group need? What does my work need? And you probably don't have all the gifts and skills to accomplish that, but you weren't called to do it alone. So you open your eyes to the partners that you've left back home, uh, the partners that are around the world, and you begin to find ways to, instead of becoming just a missionary doing the work, you become a leader leading the work and empowering others. We have to be honest, this is not rocket science, what we're doing. And so other people can play their part, just like we're playing our part. Mm -hmm. And so also, like I said before, we get fixated on, I've got to reach my people group. I've got to do the M task among my people group. But every component of the missionary task is an opportunity to involve a national partner or someone else there. Uh, entry, you don't ever have to go in alone. You can grab a national partner and, and, and they can go with you. They can teach you a lot of things about what the culture, the people who are there. And so don't just think, well, I've got to do this on my own. IMB is not going to reach the whole world by ourselves. Yeah, right. We have to have national partners. Luke 10 to Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out more laborers to his harvest field. And so we think, God, send more Southern Baptists to the harvest field. But no, look among the harvest that you're in. Look among the people that you're in and pray that God would send them into places where your blue passport isn't going to allow you to go. So many places where Americans aren't welcome, but the people that you're serving among can go. Let me just give you one example. There's a young Mexican single lady right now serving in the Horn of Africa. She's from Mexico. 
she can get into a country and has access to a people group that none of you will be able to reach because your passport is an American passport. Lift up your eyes. Yes, share the gospel in every opportunity that you get, but take someone along with you and push them out to the ends of the earth. Man, that's really good. And I think, I think it's cool, just that testimony, the story of how like our brothers and sisters around the world are reaching other people in a different way without the blue passport. That's really cool. So with that, I know, Amanda, you served in Latin America, you said for 10 years. And so this question is a little bit more pointed towards you. But I want to ask you guys overall, how do y'all see Latin America leading the way in globalization in the years to come? Wow. Okay. So if you look around right now, just about every country in Latin America has a Baptist convention. I mean, all of them, we've, we've had work in, in the Americas for over 100 years. Brazil, Venezuela, Colombia, Mexico, all of those countries have churches, Baptist churches, and, and others. And God is calling out the youth into those place, from those places, and they're restless. They want to make a difference in the world. And so there are other parts of the world that have no legacy work. Central Asia, Northern Africa, and the Middle East. They don't have the hundreds of thousands of churches that you all have in Latin America. And so with every opportunity, we need to be challenging our brothers and sisters in the churches there to, hey, come along with me. Hey, let's take a mission trip to Europe and see who we can find. Let's take a mission trip to Central Asia or just get a prayer guide and start praying through, loving the lost through prayer with them in Spanish. They're available in Spanish. Latin Americans are going to be the next wave of missionaries to reach Central Asia, um, Northern Africa, the Middle East. We have Venezuelans, we have Mexicans, Ecuadorians already there. Let's ask God to send more and to use us to encourage them and to expand their capacity to send missionaries. Young people, let's get going and let's go to the ends of the earth from Latin America. Yeah, that's a great call uh, for the next generation to rise up here in the Americas, and we need to do our part in that as well as missionaries. It has been uh, a joy to uh, talk about mobilization and globalization, um, and so now we're going to move into our hope time. We just want to hear from you all. What is giving you hope in this time? You know, Rhoda, you started with hardship, and I mentioned the loss of my wife, uh, almost five years ago, what I would tell you is when everything is knocked out from under you, you come to really fully understand uh, hope in the gospel. Um, I, I, I learned that the gospel was because of brokenness. Um, the world was broken and Jesus was sent to overwhelm brokenness. So what that means is the ultimate, we, we talk about um, lostness is the greatest problem in the world. Well, the gospel overwhelms that. It can overwhelm anything that I go through. And so my testimony, I called it unhindered hope. As I walk through that journey, there's a hope that you have to hold on to by faith. You know, you, you learn the difference between walking by faith and walking by sight. Walking by sight, it's hard to see that hope. But walking by faith, you see the hope. The other thing I would mention is I, I was a missionary from 1992 to 2005, focused on Sub-Saharan Africa. 
next month I get to travel with my new wife to watch and see the launch of a new missions agency for 13 African nations. Because of this globalization work, I'm getting to see the launch of Africans on Mission that'll be launching in February. So great hope in our work, great hope in life, um, but ultimately because of the great hope we have in the gospel. So for me, what gave me hope is, is my identity. I went out as a single woman, served 10 years in some of the hardest places in Latin America alone. And if I depended on my own self, my own strength, um, I would have been a failure. And so think about this. You're about to go off into a place where nobody knows you. You're a foreigner. You don't know their language. You don't know what the best food is. You don't know really where to go, who to talk to. And so your identity is going to be shrinking. You know, here you're a missionary, your church knows you, your friends know you, but there you've got to start all over again. It's like a kid. You know, I remember having to ask where's the bathroom and I couldn't say it right. And people would laugh at me. And, um, but John 1 12 says to all who believed it, received him to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Shrink your identity to just that. You're a child of God. He loves you. He wanted you. He chose you. He gave you the right to be his child. And hold on to that during those hard times where you don't know who you are. You don't know what you're saying. He's called you there. He'll keep you there. Hold on to him. And um, you'll find hope in that. And you'll see what he's going to do through you if all you are is his child. Amen. Amen, man. Amen. That's good stuff right there. Amen. You guys hit some home runs today. So we want to thank you guys for being with us today and giving us your time and your insight on mobilization and globalization. Um, before we go, do you guys have any final thoughts, any final words for these FPOers going through? Yeah, the one thing I would say is, again, humility. You're playing a small part in God's great commission. But remember, you are playing a part. And so you have to be faithful in that part that you get to play. Don't, un, don't diminish it, but don't overestimate it. You've got to do this in partnership. And so when it comes to this topic of globalization and mobilization, I would share one um, conviction that I have, and that is I never underestimate a church or a person that I'm talking to because I have no idea what God's doing in that person's life or in that church's life. And I may, playing my small part, I may be the conduit to helping them take a next step uh, in the Great Commission. And they're playing their small part in the Great Commission. And for me, while you're at FPO, just chill, drink from that fire hydrant that they're <laughs> splashing on you. You won't remember anything. Build relationships. Um, work hard, play hard, and, and just have fun with this next ride that the Lord has you on in your journey. Amen. Thank you guys. Thank you. Hope to see you.